and welcome back to Surviving Our 20s podcast. My name is Izzy. And my name's Michaela. And this is episode six. Yay! Ooh, welcome back. Well, Izzy, how are you going this fine day? Oh, look, this fine day, is it's been a very long day. I think it's been a few very long weeks for me. Um, well, by the time this podcast comes out, my hair will be cut very short. And I think that'll show... Mental breakdown haircuts. Yes, we love I it. think that's pretty much it, to be honest. I also got... I wouldn't call it a mental breakdown tattoo, but I got a tattoo and it just makes me feel good. Um, I think I want more tattoos. Maybe some more piercings. No, I'm kidding. I'm not I'm not at that um, state yet. You got a tongue piercing just like a couple of months ago and you had it for about, what, a day? It was eight hours to be precise. And you took it out. So maybe no on the piercings. Yes on the tattoos, but no on the piercings. At least I can take piercings out. I unfortunately can't take... See, that's out. my mentality too, is I love having piercings because, like, it's not permanent, but for some reason, they, my body just doesn't like more piercings now. Like, mm. I have, like, my four on my lobe, but no other piercings. See, I love my nose piercing. I love that I would too, but ring. I sneeze too loud, and I'm very aggressive. You would have all the boogers stuck on it too. Yeah, but I would just, because I'm, you know me, I'm a very aggressive sneezer. You I are. Do, I do it very loud. You're I like feel a, like I'd blow. Dad yeah, I feel like I'd blow the piercing just straight out my nose. You probably would, and I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, so a busy week. Yeah, um, my friend is getting married on Saturday. This little podcast will also be out um, by the time she's had a wedding. So there's been a lot with that because I've been helping her plan it. I'm helping her set up. I'm so excited. Bring on the pictures on Instagram, guys. Oh, you just wait. I'm gonna be fresh with my haircut, fresh in this outfit. Fresh with something else, but that's a secret and everybody will see it sometime soon. You don't even know this yet. You'll see it. I hate not being known about things. I don't like secrets. You'll, you'll know it soon. Um, but yeah, so I've just been super busy, but love and life, really. What about you? What's been happening? Well, I got two things. The first thing is I was very dumb recently, as I usually Only am. Only recently? Only recently. <laughs> and I went to the beach with my dad. Um, last week, because I'm on mid-semester break Was currently. that the dumb part? I'm very confused. No, the dumb part was I fell asleep on the beach. Oh, no. Twice. I fell asleep on my belly, like laying down on my belly, and then fell asleep on my back. And I have the worst freaking sunburn lights. I was so burnt. But, like, but if you fell asleep on both sides, was the sunburn even? The sunburn was even, okay. but I have awful tan lines. Did you put on any sunscreen at all? Yes, but not in all the parts. Because I didn't think we were sunbathing. Oh. I thought we were just going for a swim and leaving. Where was Dad if you fell asleep? Dad was sleeping too. Oh we both God. fell asleep. I'm really not surprised that he fell asleep. He's, he's more burnt than me, to be honest. But And the funny thing is, like, I've got it like all on the back of my legs and stuff. But you know when like you get up and you like you wipe your hands on your mm. legs? I did that with the sunscreen. So I have like a hand smear on oh the back my of my leg gosh. that's white. But the plus side is it's gone from red to nice like brown. So I'm like on my togs there's a random like semicircle like hole in it like mm. where the like the the design was and it's literally just random like semicircle of a brown mark on my back oh my god that's sticking out but wow. that's not even the ridiculous event okay give it to this me this is the one this now is the one. everyone knows i am single right we've oh, established you're single, this Michaela, right? i know yeah. we've established this but i've got the apps we do know that i have the apps and speaking of the apps I had this lovely gentleman. Oh, my God. Firstly, what app? Oh, well, this one was Tinder. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I know this is going to start us out good. Now, 
just casually matched with him. I was like, oh, yeah, he's pretty cute. And then, like, the next day I get a text, uh, like, a message. And it all it said was, it was really sweet. Like, you would really love this. Like, I almost shed a tear. I was like, oh, my God, is this a Nicholas Sparks? Wait, so you've already talked to him, though? No, no, no. This was the first. Oh, you've first, matched. Yeah, we've matched. Okay. And he messaged me. It was, like, out of, like, a um, Romeo and Juliet I'm Shakespeare. I'm ready for it. Nice ass. Oh, and do you have any pictures that show you? That's the funny part. I messaged him and I said, well, I don't actually, you can't really see my ass in any of my profile pictures and my Instagram's not linked. So you wouldn't be able to look at it. And none of my pictures I ever post really show off my glorious bottom. But thanks, I guess. Thanks, I guess. I said thanks, I guess. I said thank you. Uh... And you know the stupid part? What? Tinder, before I press send, or as I was pressing send, it, Tinder came up with a notification that said, whoa, slow down. Your recipient might find this offensive. I really hope he got that and send I said, in his message. If I'm just being a smart ass and saying, well, actually, I didn't have any photos showing off my butt, but thank you. I said thank you. Yeah, you still said thank you. God, and Tinder. Tinder thinks it's fucking offensive. I was like, I've gotten some of the worst messages on Tinder. Mm-hmm. And it's ridiculous. I know Tinder is so stuffed up. Talking from experience, I think this was like the first time I used it, like a while back. I was a fiend on Tinder. Like a I, fiend. I had like, there was a lot of matches just because I just wanted to swipe people. You know, when you're in the mood, you don't want to message, you just want to swipe. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know what happened. If someone blocked me, if something happened, but I got banned from Tinder. Did you do something wrong? No, but they said I had explicit content and they banned me for 24 years. It's very precise, but 24 years. Why um, 24? I don't know, but I got... You should be in a committed relationship in 24 years. Is that what they're saying? So you don't need Tinder. That's that's probably it. But what I was thinking was this was when I went through my phase of like, am I into women? And I changed it to women. What if one of my friends saw me and was like, that's fake. She doesn't like women. Let me report <gasps> this. Maybe. Because like, I obviously didn't tell many people that I was like, let me think about women. I didn't obviously do any. I mean, who cares if I did something with it? Literally, I remember going on my mate's phone and there was the amount of girls that just had their like tits in their hands. Mm-hmm. Like they were holding them up and that's it. I was like, and you're counting us explicit and offensive? You can get money for that on OnlyFans. Why are they putting it on Tinder? Honestly, yeah. You guys are just, you need to profit it from somewhere else. But as well as that, Tinder is experience oh my god there's another i had another one, one on oh the weekend, my god on the weekend Spill it sis it was so annoying because it it was like the conversation was over in like three seconds oh always. so i got the i got the classic hey how are you that's a terrible start i never yeah. reply to them and i said hi yeah i'm good yourself <laughs> and then this guy goes well you know what i've been better what are you doing oh no and i said being better question mark why is that oh no you started something and i was like maybe like I, I thought like it was a bit of a conversation start like he was kind of like asking to yeah about it so i i i gave him i asked him yeah and he's like i've just been thinking about my parents and my family and i've been feeling uh, a bit down did, i was like oh no where is this going i can oh, see it i can oh, see it and i was like oh that sucks have you reached out to anyone thinking maybe oh, like no, they're all dead no, no, oh. I didn't even get to that part. Oh. So I literally said, have you reached out to anyone? And he goes, nah, not tonight. <laughs> End of conversation. Oh, was he at least hot? That was Saturday. Can I see his pictures? I mean, he was average. Guys, we're going to go through this right now. Let me have a look. I mean, he was average. All right. His name is, I'm not going to say his name, no, but he's, he's already. I think I know this dude. <gasps> no, I don't. Okay, no, I, I don't. Say, if he looks like him. a security guard from my work. 
But oh, that security guard. Because you, I wouldn't be surprised if you. No, not not that security guard. <laughs> not that. Some people will know what I mean by that security guard. <laughs> not that one. Um, because you often visit where he's from. So yeah. I was thinking that could be, but no, it's not. But yeah, and then all of a sudden it was just over. I was like, okay, cool. I really don't understand, right? When I had, I, I've deleted all my dating apps now. I just, I don't care about them anymore. Mm. But when I had my dating apps, I would always have my bio as something interesting, like a question or a remark. I mean, I'm guilty. I do not have, I, mine's just like looking for a drinking partner or something. But see, the thing is, is like, if I see something like that, I could, I would start conversation with that. That's what I think bios are for. Bios are picture, bios or pictures are there to start conversation. Why do they say, hey, how are you? I'm sorry, my friends do that. Yeah. We, we talk like that because we're friends. This is a first conversation. Like, bitch, I don't fucking know you. Start a conversation. Because that's just a, hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thanks. Where do mm. you go from there? What are you doing? Laying on the couch. What about you? Watching TV. Cool. Yeah. That's just got all home it from is. Work. Start a conversation. Ladies, men, listen out there. Ladies, men, in between, everybody else. Mm. Start a conversation. You're not going to pull anyone by asking how they are. Yeah, you're sweet. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to pull anyone by that. And, like, we've spoken about this, too, that um, I've been, like, if I've messaged people and then I get told that I don't, like, respond back or anything, mm. I'm like, give me something to work with. Mm. If how you're not working I, with anything. Yeah. How am I going to respond? It's just, like, there's always those friendships where you feel like when you message people, you're the one that keeps initiating mm. everything. That's just what a lot of Tinder conversations are. But I'm like, I don't, it's a 50-50 game here mate you need to mm. you need to pull up your socks and put yes. an effort in it's either you get a hey how are you or want to fuck or nice yeah. ass yeah literally <laughs> nice ass or my family just killed themselves <laughs> i ho- i really hope it wasn't that far i really hope for this dude it wasn't that far if you're listening i'm sorry that's <laughs> oh, no. that's just where i thought it was going stop, <laughs> to be honest stop I laughing it, Mikhail. <laughs> to be honest i thought that too before he sent that um that like, I asked if he reached out. I was yeah. like, shit, is something, like, bad happened? I feel like you should just check on him and be like, hey, you're not near a cliff or anything, <gasps> oh are you? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll just send him, like, all the mental health awareness. I mean, like... that's... Look, we laugh, but that's actually probably a really good, good idea, idea just if to I'm check on him. Remember, I had that issue last year. I was talking to that guy, and he said if I stopped talking to him, he'd kill himself. Yeah, look, So that's... then I reported him. Yeah. No, because some people do definitely use that against you. Mm. Low-key just... harassment, but we're mm. not going to get into that anymore. No. Well, that was a bit of a rant, wasn't yes, it? Tinder fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, Raya. I heard that's for yes, celebs. Was... Don't know how that is. We, we can we can go on it, Yeah, right? one, day, one day I'll be going 100%. on it. That's when I'm going to get Channing Tatum. So dating apps suck, but do you know what doesn't suck? This episode with our bloody awesome guests. Good segue. Good bloody... We just have a crisp high five. Oh, I'm going to interrupt you. You guys may not know, we are recording in a car, obviously. That's why oh, we love we to do our intros. Yes, we haven't told but you. But we recorded at our guest's lovely apartment. It's a great apartment, isn't it? It's in, very in nice. Brisbane. In the Sauté. In the Sauté. But if you guys have checked our socials, we kind of like did a bit of clickbait and said that we recorded at Ikea. Yes. And I got a lot of messages saying, how the fuck did you record in Ikea? Look, that's a challenge now. I think we should go record at Ikea. For the past six episodes, we've either either filmed in, like, my professional gun safe recording studio Mm -hmm. or a car. I think from now on we're going to set a challenge for ourselves, change it up every time, make it really weird. I would like everybody to, if you're listening to this, if you can think of random places to record, 
comment it or just send it to us and we will start recording in these places just for shits and gigs. And we'll take photos for evidence, obviously, so you guys they'll, know. They'll come to our gram. But our gram, if you do want to see it and if you don't know it, it's at Surviving Our 20s Podcast. And it'll also probably make it to our personals. Mine is Izzy Patron underscore. And mine is Simple Michaela Wilkie. That would confuse me. Is it Simple Michaela Wilkie? No, no. My my username is Simple. Comma. Comma. It pause, is. Pause. Break. The name is Michaela Wilkie. Does that clear it up? The user is at. The user is at Michaela Wilkie. There we go. Just in case you guys were confused. <laughs> Just Simple. It's Michaela Wilkie on Instagram. <laughs> I can't find her. But yeah, so this episode is really great. We have some of Michaela's friends on. Yes, so I've got one of my friends that I've known for a while. We went to high school together, Summer, and then her partner in crime, Imogen, who are the co-founders of the Brisbane Indie Project. Now, you'll get to listen in about what the Brisbane Indie Project exactly is in this episode, so stay tuned because it's awesome. Alrighty, guys, so let's welcome our lovely guests, Summer and Imogen. Hello, Summer and Imogen, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. We're very excited. So am I. <laughs> so, Summer, you know Michaela? You two know each other? Yeah. Just a bit. How, how did bit. you meet? Tell us about that. I'm in high school. Yeah, well, this this one over here, she came in halfway through year 11. Mm-hmm. Mm, that that one. was a time I had bright orange hair that was in a bottle. Wow. I was going through... You know, a great time of my life. <laughs> well, the, the hair salon did that. That wasn't like a home yes. DIY that, that went wrong. That is my stepmom who's Filipino taking me to her Filipino friend that owns a salon, apparently, and being like, yeah, you have long brown hair to your bum and it's never been dyed before. Yeah, I'll get you platinum in a day. That's fine. Four mm, wow. hours later. Not platinum. I can and really a bob. Just picture yeah. this. Oh, and, and a bob too. Yeah, yeah it was literally oh, yeah. like just above the shoulder. No layering, no nothing, just there. Then we went completely dark, black, emo. Yeah, we did, because I was trying to go back to brown and it went to the work. same salon. salon so. Yeah. But, yeah, so we've known each other for quite some time now. Yes. Also on that hair, I totally think at the end of this I need to see pictures of that. I don't even know if I have too many I think photos. I, have, I think I have dark hair summer, but I don't know if I have blonde hair I might hair be summer. able to. We'll have to find right. out. We'll, we'll look into that. It was yeah. very interesting. Yes. I remember it. I was like, what case walking in? <laughs> and what about you two? How did you meet? Yeah, give What's, us the relationship yeah, Tell us about history. that story. Oh, after you, Summer. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away. Um, well, let's just say I was in a relationship and he knew Imogen's boyfriend. And yeah. <laughs> uh, we also happened to live with this person and it was only... Uh, when I got dumped, that actually. Summer and yeah. I uh, kindled a friendship. Ooh, I like that though. It's shit things can build better yeah, things. Yeah, I'm sure he loved it when I'd come over to visit Imogen there. It's like mm-hmm. a soap opera. It's yeah. great. Yeah, fun times. Mm, some great people are pathetic, but that's fine. <laughs> We're not going to go into that. We've already done that on an episode. We've <laughs> subtly like talked shit about a yeah, past we won't. We won't dig anybody. That's no, fine. that's fine. <laughs> now, for... People who may not know, you guys have a very interesting business and organisation mm-hmm. that is called none other than the Brisbane Indie Project. Yes. Now... This on the t- at the end. Yeah, project. <laughs> For people that may not know what it is, can you give us just a bit of a rundown? 
So, what do we got? Yeah, so our organisation, the Brisbane Indie Project, focuses on promoting emerging visual artists and emerging bands in Brisbane because there are a lot of them. And they need help. They need, yeah. Because they are emerging and that is tough. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I guess a main feature of our organisation is we run an arts festival where we select a lineup of emerging bands and artists and everyone gets together and the bands play live and the artists get an exhibition where they can sell work and yeah bring in the industries together and hopefully something good comes out of it so are you both creative and that's what started it up or how did this come about well i think it kind of started because after my breakup and then imogen was going through it with her art college yeah um i guess everything stemmed from covid really um on my end I'm a painter and um, I go to uni for painting and I love it. But during COVID and lockdown, obviously it was pretty isolated. Um, and you know, you go from going into the studios every day and seeing your peers and collaborating to being on your own and it's pretty isolating for everyone. Um, and a lot of our band friends had the same experience, like their gigs were being canceled and uh, they couldn't see each other to practice and it was a pretty lonely time. And being an emerging artist or band is pretty hard because exposure is really it's how you de- yeah it's your currency it's how you develop your career so we thought why not create a space where artists and bands can help each other yeah so it kind of just stemmed out of like I guess us being in a really weird spot and being like well let's just find a little project for ourselves to keep ourselves <laughs> busy in COVID. And yeah, we were both really passionate about the music and art industry. And we thought, well, they're both really similar, you know, in the whole aspect of how you become emerging to an established. So it just kind of worked, I guess. Yeah, well, we had our last guest, Rora. She is a um, creative as well. And she started talking a bit about how, because she went to uni, Mm. um, it was a bit hard for her having to just do it all at home because she had all of the yeah, yeah. like equipment and stuff but so she's a pottery um creative and mm. so she had all of her like a kiln and a wheel and stuff all at uni so then she had to try and like source it for herself and that's mm-hmm. always been challenging and especially for emerging artists anyway you're on like a student budget so there's not you're not going to be able to afford yeah. everything exactly. to work from home like some people can work from home all they need is a laptop creators need all these other things oh, yeah. so it can be more challenging so So it seems that COVID has really helped you guys build this Brisbane Indie project, but has it had any negative effects on you? Like all of these lockdowns, has it helped? Has it halted? Like, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, I mean, it's been interesting because, you know, we created it because of really COVID's impact. And then it's funny when we actually get impacted by COVID. (laughs) Who would have thought? Um, So like, for example, our, our first show was okay. I think there was a lockdown like two weeks before it was supposed to be scheduled, but then it was fine. And then our second show, um, it, yeah, it got postponed. So like a little backstory is our event was supposed to be on Saturday, the 3rd of July. That Monday before the Saturday, we had a lockdown. So massive changes to our capacities and restrictions on the event. So we had to basically do a whole event revamp, reorganize, redo everything. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, okay, sweet. It's fine. Saturday, we can still go ahead. Then Friday, the day before the event, lockdown got extended so then we had to pretty much scramble to reorganize it again so we had like three organized like three festival models in the space of like five days 
Yeah, um, but I guess the flip side of that is going forward, we now have like a strong contingency plan. Yeah. If You're going to be well prepared. Yeah. yeah, armed and ready, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so what is like funding like for this? Like if you were that close to your actual event date, does that like, I don't know how you guys work mm. this, but did you have to like put in a lot of stuff for it that you couldn't push on to the next date or was it, could it just go over? It wasn't too bad. I guess the money that we only had spent was maybe if we did any promotion or anything like that because obviously with the next festival it was a different lineup and everything so you've already spent time and energy advertising one lineup and then we had to change it um in terms of cost it it, didn't change too too much um because obviously within the music industry with the venues you get paid after the event Mm. um and that's where you pay you know your fees so it just got moved to a later date really that's pretty handy then yeah well, even after all that shitty stuff that happened with lockdown and good old Anastasia doing her thing. <laughs> old maid Anastasia. Uh, old maid Anastasia. The recent indie project that mm. only happened in, was it August? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Was an absolute hit. I loved every part of it because mm. I did actually go. I've heard a lot of good stuff about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so can you give us a little bit of an insight on what, like who was there, what yeah. worked well? So we started off the day um, getting to the venue super early and we had a volunteer team this time, which was really, really amazing. Um, Definitely so- because you only had the last... They used to, and then your oh, boyfriend yeah. Kyle, and that's yeah. it for the whole yeah, the day. the first one we learnt an important lesson about getting help when we need it. <laughs> and hydrating. Yes. And, and hydrating. And the sun can mm-hmm. cause um, heat stroke. So, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Who would have thunk it, really? Who would have thunk it? Yeah. yeah, our first venue was outdoors for the art space, and we didn't think to get anyone to help us set up, and we were so focused on it not raining that we didn't even think about sun and wind, of which there was a lot. Oh, wow. So this time around, we had a team of volunteers come in. Um, and it was inside. And it yes. was indoors. Oh, perfect. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> so the volunteers just helped us set up the space and handle mm-hmm. the artwork, um, and that went really smoothly. And Yeah, that yeah was really so we good. had... Five bands, um, I think it was ten, ten artists. artists, and then we also had a full media team that came. So like wow. journalists, photographers, videographers, everything like that. So it's really like focused on being a networking event mm. for anyone involved, really. Um, so it was a really, really cool vibe, honestly. Everyone was just so... Yeah, there were so many creatives there. Um, and obviously people in the crowd have an interest in art and music, so... It just worked really well and mm-hmm. it was really positive and our feedback's been incredible. So it worked out. That's just, great. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Summer, Michaela said you're into like all of that sort of indie music and all of that and Imogen, you're, you're the artist yourself. So did that help getting all creatives into it for you or did you find it difficult getting people to actually be there and well, show their work? Well, I think we've just been really lucky. Like I think... Coming into it, like, we didn't have experience within the music industry. I went to gigs, but not nearly as much as I did now that I'm in kind of the industry. Um, So I think we were just really lucky and we had a large focus on social media, Mm. which helped us gain the traction and the support that we have been getting. And the support has continuously been, like, just overwhelming. Um, And in terms of the crowds, I mean... You know, you you bring together a really talented cohort of people. Obviously, they're gonna br- attract people. Mm. Um, yeah, and there was a lot of 
cross-pollination going in the <laughs> space, which was great. Um, musicians who hadn't really been exposed to art spaces coming in and getting to experience it in a in a chill area that isn't intimidating. So mm. yeah, it really was relaxing when I went in to, into it. <clears throat> excuse me, and yeah, it was just like the. You had like a separate part for the artist and the exhibition, and then you had the get like the um, performance mm-hmm. space. But so like you were you were in the performance space, and then you could like chill out, go through, look at yeah. all the art and the crocheted art and stuff like that. Um, and then I also saw that the artist did a really good job of, of like they sold like a lot of pieces. Yeah, yeah we did. sold yeah. over two thousand dollars in artwork oh, wow. between ten people. Yeah, and wow. to put it in perspective, people also have to pay to be there. Like mm. you paying for a ticket we had limited capacity so it was crazy and you never really know how bringing the two different crowds together is going to be because obviously a lot of people come to see the bands so people actually buying that much art is so encouraging Mm. and it's amazing because we don't also take commissions from the art so they're getting that as well that's also more incentive for people to join all of your the projects in the future yeah. as well yeah. that, that's really that's really great yeah it was well insane. speaking of the future what are your future aspirations for indie like what can we um what can we expect for the coming years can you enlighten us give us a little yeah. bit of an insight just grow baby mm. yeah no. so you just want to get bigger and better really Pretty watch much. out splendor Oh, going Ooh, in. For the stage, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, the bigger we become, the more impact we can have in the emerging art yeah. scene, mm-hmm. you know, the more representation we can give them. And we also want to expand to different platforms of promotion. And we're currently planning our next festival, which is in January of next year. Yeah, so wow. that'll be announced in November, yeah. which is amazing. And we're also looking at, you know, Creating more platforms, which hopefully will be announced in November as well. Um, but we just want to be kind of like, you know, a resource as well as a platform to support people within the space. So if we can just continue that growth, I guess that would be amazing. I think that's great at these current times with everybody trying to emerge. Like you said, you're doing emerging artists. It's just this time is really hard for everybody mm-hmm. to get out there. So something like this is great, especially for young people because you're both young yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really great to put people out there. 100%. We're talking about the fun parts of the industry. The shittier parts is the stereotype. <laughs> There's always shitty There's parts always of a every shitty industry. Part. Now, some people would believe that the industry you guys are in is male-dominated mm-hmm. and it's all about the men. But that is not the case because used to, obviously, are these amazing, strong females. There's so many empowering women that are part of this industry that don't get recognition. Yes. What do you guys feel about the stereotyping? Give us I a- think it's still an extremely dominated male industries, um, both of them, which is really surprising because you go to art school and there's yeah, more like females in art, but like go female. to a gallery. Um, not as many. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting because it's still very much a male-dominated space, but with kind of um, you know the so, so, like society changing, it's coming more like diversity in female non-binary representation is becoming more of you know a topic. So we're starting to see you know more female bands come up because they feel like they can actually do it these mm-hmm. days, and you're seeing a lot more females in the industry, which are really powerful and really amazing. Um, come up which is just you know yeah I also think I I guess specifically in the music industry because it it is it is you know it's different there 
let's just say. Mm, yeah. I, I, I've been very safe in my little art cocoon yeah. for a long time. <laughs> um, a lot of the women in the industry are becoming more vocal about the yes. you know, inequality. Like a, mm -hmm. um, and I think that's really positive because it just, in, it, A, it encourages women to join the industry and B, you know, it just creates a more safe, environment. inclusive yeah. environment. I think yeah. like a massive thing at the moment is definitely looking at, you know, lineups. So making sure that the lineup is diverse. You're having these female fronted or, you know, representative bands with also non-binary, sorry. Yeah. Um, and it's just great to see, like, for example, you know, our last shows when we had submissions open, it was a lot of males. I think our last submission process, we probably had like six or seven bands that had females or, you know, that yeah we're not just your typical male band yeah and for exa example um our last submission within the first 24 hours we had 20 bands apply 13 of them had female and non-binary wow. fronted or that's yeah. impressive yeah. that's an improvement yeah 100 so you and the change is coming mm. um but yeah, yeah slowly i also think a major help for that <laughs> is i noticed you guys have like a strong presence on your instagram and you really just Definitely. You're showing everybody that you're open and yes. you're all of this, so it's really just welcoming. Yeah, 100%. I think being the face of kind of indie as well, we've kind of positioned it in that way so we are like a friendly face that you can kind of feel, mm. you know, we're you approachable. Yeah. yeah, and being, you know, females in the industry, it then helps other females to be like, oh, wait, they're doing it, I can do that too. So. Yeah. It's cool. It's really cool to see. So being females, as you talked, obviously does make it a bit hard. But as I mentioned earlier, you both are quite young. Yes. Does that yes. make it a bit hard too? Like, do people take you seriously? Mm. Yeah, it's been a double-ended sword. I think some <laughs> people kind of see indie and they're like, oh, that's like a full-time job for them. You know, that's fine. Yeah. But um, I think we largely get underestimated in terms of like our organization and our professionalism because that's the forefront of what we want to yeah, be. Yeah, all we want to do is come off as professional because it's kind of important to our cause yeah. um but you know we're let's be honest we're like we're female and we're young yeah um and we haven't been in the industry for that long no. so you're right we get underestimated constantly which I guess it's hard because we are in our early 20s as well. So we go out, you know, we have fun with our friends and stuff. And then there'll be situations where I guess people will want to talk about indie in a very unprofessional setting. And it's kind of hard, I guess, sometimes yeah. to balance being, you know, your own person in your 20s enjoying your life. But then you're also kind of a face of something that is more professional. Your brand and everything. Yeah. yeah. So I think sometimes kind of people don't take us as professionally because of our age and, you know, our, yeah. us. <laughs> Do you find that on with social media as well? Like you don't get um, as like recognized as professionals. Like obviously when you go through like a company or an organization, mm. you go through like the proper like channels, channels yeah. go through emails, having everything written, mm -hmm. all proper and everything. Do you guys like, like you get like a bad DMing you saying, hey, can I be in the next lineup? Definitely. Yes. Um, I guess being so having our faces associated with the brand is kind of a double-edged sword because on the one hand yes we want to be accessible and we want people to know who we are and approachable, approachable. um but on the other hand um you know there are definitely situations mm -hmm. where people kind of take advantage of that mm -hmm. yes like trying you know 
I think what's been interesting is like even looking at like Imogen has been you know she's in a relationship and I'm not so I'm kind of seen as you know the single one so we'll kind of see a lot of trends of maybe people approaching me over Imogen just based on you know I'm the single one really so it's I think like men sometimes will might try and DM me or you know compliment me or something expecting like that's gonna what's let gonna them, get in. them in like, yeah. oh my but god like, you liked my instagram picture you're gonna be my headline in it i swear to god <laughs> oh my god babe yeah. i love you <laughs> yeah not great or i mean yeah on even on the flip side like i'll i might have artists mm-hmm. only message me about the art stuff because i'm an artist and they assume someone knows nothing about it, which is just absolutely not true. Mm, yeah. Because everything we do, we do You do together. together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you build off each other and you learn from each other. So. Well, that's the thing. I think it's really interesting about us is when we tell people, like, no, every decision is actually made between us. It kind of... I think people do see, you know, I'm the music one, Imogen's the art one, but Imogen knows just as much about the band stuff as I know just as much as the art stuff kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, it's yeah, it's interesting to try and navigate that. Yeah. Well, this level of inequality, I basically say, do you see it changing in the future? Do you see it getting better? Definitely. There's a massive movement within the music industry at the moment to have more female-fronted bands and um, representation in lineups. So that's a massive one that we can see, and there's a lot of booking agents and people within, um, you know, the venue space really pushing for that, which is amazing to see. And Um, being vocal about it, like actively talking about it on social media and holding people accountable Mm -hmm. now the music industry in particular was such a boys club and it still is to some degree but now everything feels a little bit yeah there's no way that you can get away with half the stuff that they used to get like five years ago Mm, definitely um and the same with the art industry you know there's still areas in which we need to improve and everyone's talking about that now which is amazing well, even not just like the actual artists and the bands themselves, but even like their representation and their like managing mm-hmm. um, and the booking agents, a lot of like strong females are coming through in that space too. 100%, which is amazing. Like, and I love having these conversations with them as well because it's now becoming a thing of like, wait, we can actually talk about these issues and yeah. it's great to have that support. I think that's something that's actually come out, which has been amazing, is us females have kind of all banded together and we're just so supportive of each other, which is like the best. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any advice for young female art, like emerging artists or people wanting to yeah. get into something that you're doing? Like how have you coped I with this and done so well? I think you've got to have tough skin. Yeah, definitely. Unfortunately. <laughs> I, I guess this kind of ties to being in your 20s as well. Um, we're at an age where the world is really your oyster and that can go either way so if you have an idea for a project you might want to start just do it honestly yeah. that's what that's we literally did. what this podcast is yeah. you're like you know what fuck it, let's just do it. just do it and honestly if you're like a female you know someone that is a bit nervous reach out a oh, lot yeah. of the people are have been in your shoes are, are in your shoes so yeah, normally supportive. Yeah, yeah, and everyone's so welcoming too. Yeah, like, 100%. Like, even with your last um, event in um, August, like, I remember, like, I got to go up and actually, like, talk to some of the artists, talk about their work, mm-hmm. got to, like, actually have a chat with, like, the bands and stuff. Like, you think of, like, an audience member that, oh, my God, they're so scary, so intimidating. They're yeah. up on that stage. <laughs> yeah. But, like, they're just people. Like, literally. we're all literally just yeah. people surviving, struggling mm-hmm. through the shitty just time. Just don't take it seriously in terms of, like, other people's perception it's Mm. so you know it's easier said than done obviously 
but it's hard being a female, you know, we already have to deal with things like periods and mood mm. swings and shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. The last thing we need to worry about is someone talking smack about us. Mm. Yeah. Everybody's going to talk shit about everyone. Literally. Honestly, you just got to yeah. take it. Didn't Lady Gaga say or someone, or Miley Cyrus is like, any publicity is good publicity. Exactly right. Okay. True. It, get, it gets you out there. <laughs> well, speaking of advice as well, Coming off the creative side, do you guys have any advice that you could give your younger self? So you're thinking about like year 11 Mm. blonde Bob Summer (laughs) or year 10 Imogen um, about surviving through what your 20s are and where you are now. Is there anything you would give your advice to your younger self? I think just don't be afraid to speak up. I think there was a lot of situations where either you're being disrespected by someone or, you know, you're kind of don't really like you've over um what's it called you know when you like over over commit yes you can say no actually you don't have to let people walk over you and i think just saying no once kind of leaves on a stream of things where you're like oh wait i can continue Mm. saying no and you don't get disrespected yeah and it sets a precedent really for how you're going to be treated in the future um I guess piggybacking off that would be having a really good support system. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy, I guess, leave, honestly, like leaving high school or maybe you're moving out of home or going to uni, all these transitions can make you rush into maybe friendships that you shouldn't be in or um, a workplace that is toxic. Um, and you really got to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and the people around you like care about your well-being because, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's sometimes you can get trapped so and, and also if you are brunette with long hair <laughs> you do not go to some dingy salon that your stepmom suggests to get blonde hair in, in a day. day in a day definitely hours can't happen four hours it would have taken it, it does so. not work. brad mundo was crying somewhere just oh, thinking about that else, i'm still crying from it i'm traumatized just no. don't and that's, that's why you don't have pictures, right? Because you look back and you just be straight in tears. I'm starting to think that's why. I'm going to have to find one in my archives. I bet you I'm I've got Michaela one. Michaela will probably have one. I bet you I've got I one somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Do not show. You can show me. Yeah, show no, something. I won't. I'll just tuck it on our Insta. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, indie project aside, where do you guys see yourselves in five years? Heavy question. That's it. Yeah, heavy question. Onwards and upwards, I guess. Obviously, there's that whole answer. Okay. I'm putting this down here. I want a miniature schnauzer called Russell. And you've wanted this for the... You've had dreams about this Russell, recently. I don't yeah. vibe with dogs with people names. Really? Well, it's that's so fine. weird. You don't need to vibe with Russell then. He's <laughs> vibing with me. I would like to I would like to visit and call Russell, but I might I might call him another name when I visit Just him. Just call him R. Just go by... Yeah. Our dog. Our dog. Oh, yeah, there you there go. go. Really? Yes, I will be having a miniature schnauzer in five years' time. I'm telling you that now. But on the serious note, I... That's not a serious note? note. Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, listen, (laughs) yes it is. But I think with indie, we just want to grow it. Like, I'd love to be doing bigger shows, like River Stage kind of style Mm. of, you know, big shows with big audiences so our emerging bands and artists have a big platform to come off. And I guess just growing the organisation. Yeah. I guess I'd like to go from being an emerging artist to a a little bit more of an established Mm. artist. If I can. Yeah. It'll happen. That'll definitely 100%. happen. And do you see yourself owning a dog in five years? Oh, Are you a cat person? Oh, I love both. You love both? Honestly. But if you had to pick one, like a dog or a... Yeah, gun to your head, dog or cat. 
I have a dog. He's okay, cool. I'm putting the dog, uh, the dog, what the, the gun away. Yeah, if, yeah if we've named Russell. Okay. Russell's this here. This is a little bit more serious, but if I, I would have a greyhound, a rescue greyhound, and I would name him Laika after the honourable first dog who went to space. Wow, that that did that was get a real full on, That was a full on story, but I, I love it. We're back in Russell. We just yeah, we have a Russell and our dog. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. Man. He's gonna have so many outfits. He's gonna in, come to the gigs. I is he gonna that. be one of those dogs with a private, like a personal Instagram? Yeah. Oh, yes. I will follow him yeah. straight away. Oh. When he, he becomes like verified 100%. before you do. Oh, he will be hundred percent. He'll be walking me around, honestly. <laughs> so we usually end our episodes with our guests telling us an embarrassing story. So do you guys happen to have one together or one each? Just. Throw it on them. And Throw us your best and, now and most you're embarrassing. And now you're like, you're 22 and you're 21. So you've yes. only had a couple years. So if yes. it's before then, that's fine. That's but what okay. is your most, like, I mean, gut-wrenching, we embarrassing yeah, full story? full level. You can let it all out. I mean. And, it, like, no one's going to hear it, so it's fine. A common one, though, is just constantly embarrassing. Is I can't pronounce certain words, which are very common words to pronounce. Like, please explain. There's also been a couple of Instagram stories. She can't say specifically. (laughs) What if you say it nice and slowly? We've. I think they've tried, haven't you? Tried. We've tried. It's. I've had mental breakdowns over this. Oh yeah. I can't say the word. All right, try it again. Sophistically. Sophistically. I swear you're trying to say sophisticated. Sophistically. Specifically. That was, that was like the ocean. That's close. That's, that's close. closest I can get. People say that all the yeah. time when they're trying to say the other words. So. Okay, no, but yeah. more embarrassing. We need more. Give us the juice. You go. I really actually struggled with this one because I feel like I'm way too socially anxious. Like, I'm too <laughs> self-aware. Um, but this is kind of interview-related. When we were doing our last festival, obviously when you sell out, people message you about tickets all the time. And um, I kind of fucked off Summer because <laughs> someone messaged us on Facebook with um, asking, I open, tickets, asking about tickets. And I, I answered because I was like, oh, I know this person. He's in our media team. So I started giving him some, you know, some information that was probably not suitable for anyone else. And Summer messages me and goes, why the fuck are you telling this person all of this? And I was like, what do you mean? He's on our media team. And she was like, no, he isn't. Oh, so it was just Summer had random. to go with, it was just a random guy with the same name. Oh, <laughs> no. Good. It was also different spelling, might I add. I know. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> different profile pictures, <laughs> different everything. And I'm like, why are you just messaging this guy, giving him information? You're Being like, here's my up. credit card number and my social security <laughs> yeah. and my mother's maiden name so you can get yeah, into my phone bank. Come on. <laughs> savings taken. I'm like, oh yeah, this is where we keep the cash register and this is a combination. Yeah. No, it wasn't what like what that, happened with that information? Did he get a ticket? It wasn't too much. It was, it was it wasn't too bad. It was just kind of like what times were opening in door spots. But yeah, stars. did he get a ticket? I don't know actually. I don't I think he did. It out. Uh, I think no, it was sold out. It was sold out. Yeah. Oh, sold out things. But then, yeah, speaking of professionalism. Yeah, so we're, we've learned from that one. Yeah. Well, I, I even have. know an embarrassing story of young Imogen here, which was, oh, 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 you know oh, the one. Do spill. So oh. when, when we were originally meant to have the, um, the, indie. the, we the first indie, we went for casual drinks. Oh, no. because casual Yeah, drinks. no, because we wanted to be casual like... Casual drinks that starts with Calvino's, oh, yeah. Imogen is yeah. looking interesting. And, yep, she's blushing, but it's fine. But I'm, gonna, I'm just going to set the scene. So set the, scene the night, it was the Saturday night that... 
Indy was originally meant to go on, and obviously we were like, "Fuck this, we want to have a drink." I think I remember this. Yeah, night. yeah. and you were talking and about we went this. to none other than Archive. Had a cup, had a beer of beer or two. Iconic. Iconic. Um, I've actually can, never been there. I've only been once. This? Don't worry. Um, don't worry. Is you're not missing much. Oh, yeah, okay. it's literally just All like right. a beer like bar, but yeah. it's a bit gross. But we and Imogen made it more gross because if you want to take the wheel here, what did yeah, you do? Sure. Well, I. For context, I don't drink that much, and yeah, we don't a, normally drink. This was a very necessary time for me to get hammered, so <laughs> nice. I'm already a little bit all over the show and embarrassing myself. Had a couple of tequilas, um, and I didn't, but I obviously didn't get myself a drink. But um, Sarah I did. Nikki did, <laughs> hey. um, and we were sitting down at the table. It was very quiet, and as I sat down. I fucking yeeted someone's beer out of her hands and spilt the whole thing all over the table. Oh, no. All over all Summer me. and all over oh, me. These guys were like, what, what the fuck did you just do? Clean it up. And I was so drunk. You look like a deer in the like, headlights. Just, I was just paralyzed with fear. Yeah, just I was like, what do I do? Beer everywhere. The whole floor is The flooded. whole couch. I'm saturated. The table's up and everything. And Emma's just sitting there, just not doing anything, just <laughs> staring at the puddle. Like paper towel? Yeah. <laughs> Question mark? Repeating to myself, what do I do? And Guys, then, what do I do? No, stop laughing. Like, what do I do? No, literally. I was literally was, so fucking, oh. like, pissing myself laughing. Because it was, like, it wasn't, like, not, like, it was crowded. Like, there was the only he table saw, left. Yeah. And, and then she absolutely waterfalled it mm-hmm. everywhere. Everywhere. And then all you see is Imogen with a wet napkin that's already saturated, just wiping Just, the like, pushing around. it off the table and trying to, like, <laughs> hide so it. Did this happen because you were already drunk or did you just trip or... oh i was already drunk but i mean we're also very clumsy oh yeah like summer it was her beer in her hand i wasn't i don't understand how you got i, I just, think you were trying to put it down i think i put it on the table yeah and i went to and, sit down and violently the table and yeah it was very violent oh mm. god now you have to walk home all, all drenched in beer did they kick you out of the no place? they didn't even we they took just, ourselves home at that point yeah they oh, just yeah. gave us like a couple of napkins gave us a couple of napkins be like yeah all right yeah, and then we got like a beer thrown at us. Do you remember that yeah, as well? Yeah, why? Well, no, they threw it at, at us first. So then things. we started throwing coasters because they literally just went like and threw a drink at us. Dickheads. I was like, mate, you're gonna start a fight, and guess Ooh. who's gonna win? Me. Not you. Mm. I'm, I'm gonna that. take my earrings out. Girl power, yeah. Take yeah. those hoops out. Come on. Yeah. Well, you haven't. I, oh, you need someone. one. I think someone. my next one. Listen, my if, next one. There's a, there's a whole book of these. Oh no, there is. I have a tendency. If I drink because I'm so little, I forget that it doesn't take much for me to drink. And the moment I do, I just start chugging things as if they're water, mind you. Mm, when they're tasty, it's oh yeah. I would have yeah. no idea it's vodka at that point. It's water. And for my twenty-first, I had a big one. <laughs> I had a big old twenty-first. And I, honestly, I think this is actually embarrassing though, is I remember I was talking to a guy who was, mind you, my, like helping me out, babysitting me as I'm drunk at Rick's classic. Don't remember being there, by the way. Left my phone there to do the walk I had of to shame call. the next day. I had to call the Rick's bar and yeah. say, is there a phone there? Yeah, so it was a big night for some some. <laughs> and I definitely... If it wasn't my birthday, I don't think I would have. You wouldn't have gotten away with it. Yeah. (laughs) And this poor guy, he had been with me with my birthday. He was looking after me. What a legend. And I just went on a rampage saying how he cries during sex and just being like, you know what? Like, just go. Don't be insecure. You have slept with this guy and he did not. No, no. So he's just a random. No, so he's a friend of a friend. And I thought someone that had slept with him said this about him. Oh, right. And I was going off basically being like 
just talking about how he cries during sex and he's like someone don't i'm like it's fine the whole like the whole thing only to find out the next day that one i had that conversation i didn't even realize i talked to him for that two hours wow and two I got the guy wrong. It wasn't even him that was during sex. Oh, no. I think he's going to fucking start crying now. I will start crying. (laughs) This poor guy was probably there trying to pick up people and you're just here like, he cries. Or just helping her. Yeah. Yeah. He's like just literally looking after me at that point. Like he also helped me get home. What a legend. But I'm just abusing him because I'm just telling him how he cries during sex and the whole time he's like summer. And he does not. I mean, he might. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you. He's going to start now. It's just I mixed up the wrong person. It's fine. Look, you've both done it now. Hey, we're we're even. We're We're even. even. (laughs) Speaking of that night too, I remember classic. I was already at home. I'd had my breakfast. I was had a shower. I was sitting in my lounge room. And I get a text from good old Sumdog over here. She says, hey, did I go out last night? Wow, okay, so now I see how big the night was. Yeah. Like, to put in the thing, at, we had a pre-drinks in my house, and at, se- like, around it was seven, seven, I remember getting into my bed at pre's, like, took my shoes off, and I was And like, then I, I had to put the shoes now. back on. And, it's like, so, like, to really paint the picture, that's my last memory, and I woke up in the morning in my bed, and I fully thought that I got that pissed at pre's, that I just stayed home, and everyone else went out. No. And it wasn't oh. until I was like, wait... I had text messages being like, where are you? Because I had my old phone at the time because I couldn't find my phone. And then, yeah, I realized Summer actually went out that night. Yeah. Wow. And if it wasn't your birthday, you would have burnt a lot of bridges. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's a way to celebrate being 21, to be honest. Welcome to fucking adulthood, right? Start it at a really low point, you know? You can only get better. You can only get better. And you still have all your friends. So, I I mean, besides the dude that you said he cries during sex, so... Oh, he wasn't he's not a friend so that's fine right uh, hmm. he kind of is he's well, just a legend well besides all that embarrassing stuff which is still it's just character development at this it's just great it's just Absolutely. content for things like this yeah exactly right. thank you, you for the free content you yes thank you um we want to plug your socials yeah. We yes. want to get everything. We want to know all about the Brisbane Indie Project. Where can we find the information once you release it in November? And mm-hmm. it's going to be everything. a big month for you guys. It is. Yeah. yeah. So next festival, it will be in January of next year. And pretty much we're announcing everything in November. So we're going to announce some new platforms, which will be really amazing. And we'll be announcing a lineup that will be the biggest one yet. It will be our biggest festival yet, the biggest venue yet. Yeah, just super exciting. And if you want to find out more, we're the Brisbane Indie Project on everything. Literally, mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram. Do you have Twitter? Do what else do you have? Or just who, who uses Twitter? I can't. I'm so confused. We did. We did set up a Twitter for this podcast. We had a Twitter for two them. days. So we just want to check it. Like if you have just get into Twitter. Twitter fights if I was on Twitter. Oh, yeah, we'd say the like, amount of Karens that I find. Oh, because they don't know how to use it. No, but they just rant about like McDonald's not having a fillet of fish, and they're like, "You didn't have my fillet of fish." I'm like, "That's the problem there." You. Getting a yeah, fillet getting fish. a fillet of fish. And what yes. about your personal? Do you want to share any of your personal social medias? Definitely or? Imogen's Imogen Corbett. Oh yeah, I'm just Imogen underscore Corbett, and I just post art All stuff. Your art. There. Yeah. Very Six. very amazing art, I might add. Yeah, insane. Hopefully, we might even see some art in the next one. Yeah, yeah. You just have to stay tuned. Well, thank you very much, Summer and Imogen. I'm going to have to get a big head nod there just for that. Um, for joining us here on Surviving Our 20s podcast. We've had a Thanks lovely time. Yes, it's been great chatting to you and learning about all of your amazing career and where you're going with it. 
Only bigger and better things to come. So while you follow them on Instagram, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Surviving Our Twenties Podcast. So catch you soon. And good luck.